Hello and Happy New Year. Welcome to Whole and Complete Podcast, the podcast all about faith and wellness, loving God and living well. I am Dr. Shante, your host, and I am so excited to be back with you. I hope that everyone had restful and safe holidays. I hope that you've had some time to decompress and just rejuvenate and watch all the Hallmark movies. and all the things that your little heart desires over the holidays. I hope that you have taken down your Christmas decorations. If you have not, I'm going to try not to be judgmental and give you the side eye because, you know, things happen. Life is life. But nonetheless, I am excited to be back with you this year. If you have made it this far and you are listening to my voice, that means that you have made it through 2020. Hallelujah. That means that you have survived. You are still standing. And that is enough to give God some praise because last year was rough. And even though I do not know what this year will bring, I am just grateful that from the first month to the last month that God just continued to provide and protect and make provisions and all of those things. So I'm just super grateful at the start of this year. So we will be back to our, I mean, we're back, but our regularly scheduled programming with our series based podcast. So for those of you who are like just brand new, freshly listening to this podcast for the first time ever, Whole and Complete is a series based podcast. And so usually our course of action is we choose a topic, we do a deep dive, and we usually end with perspectives from a special guest. But before we got into that, I wanted to kind of set the tone for 2021 and walk through a guided exercise. And I'll say more about that in a minute. So we will be back to our regularly scheduled programming with series based content next week. And this first series is a humdinger. We're going to kick off the year talking about manifestation. Yes, we are, because that is a popular term these days. It is a popular concept and so much so that it caused me to do a little bit of a deep dive and find out whether or not manifestation is biblical. So we will get into all of that starting next week. And I hope we're still friends at the end of it. (laughs) I'm playing. It's not bad. It just we need some clarity around that so that we can make sure that what we're saying and what we're doing is in alignment with what we believe. Okay, so there's that. But as I said, I wanted to do a guided exercise for this first episode of the new year inspired by, of all things, a walk through my travel journal. So nerd alert, when I travel, I carry a journal with me because that's part of the fun of it. I like to take note of places that I've been because the way that life is set up, it can be so busy and we have so many things going on. We don't even remember what we had for breakfast in the morning, let alone places that we traveled to last year or three years ago or things that just really stood out. And because of our consumption of digital media, our brains are not hardwired to remember things the way that they used to back before we had all of this digital content and things like that. So it's just such an onslaught that I think it's really important to write things down so that you can take a moment and reflect. Or if you ever go back and revisit that location or that destination, you're like, oh, yeah, I want to visit this place. I had a really good experience there. And so 
as we approach the end of 2020, I was thinking heavily about the fact that this time last year, I was away. I was out. I was in these streets. <laughs> um, I was in Dublin, Ireland, and then I went to Belfast, and then I went to Scotland, and then I came back to Dublin before I headed back to the States. And I remember because I was in another country and because I was able to get some distance from life and all the things that life brings with it, that I was able to get a lot of mental clarity on that trip. That's one of the reasons why I travel because travel for me just offers bandwidth to really think and release my mind to higher level thinking more so than any other practice in my life, which is why it is such a bummer that COVID is prohibiting travel right now. Because even if you do travel, it's, it's not the same experience, you know, because you have to be so careful and wear a mask and places might not be open or you might not be able to experience them the same. So for example, if you had a favorite restaurant, the food might still be good, but you can't sit out there, you know, and enjoy it the way that you used to. And depending on what state you live in, it's just, it's all over the place. And just as we were getting past, you know, and getting our hands on coronavirus, now they're talking about it's a new coronavirus and all the things. So travel for me right now is not really an option. Nonetheless, I did have an opportunity to walk back through my travel journal and I just wanted to share a couple of things with you. So I'm opening up my diary. I'm opening up the vault, right? Just to share a couple of things with you. One of which, the very first thing that I wrote in my travel journal, December 29th of 2019, okay? So just before the new year, this is my first day in Dublin. And I wrote these words. I said, I've had clarity of thought. Believing Bigger podcast is over. And that was a heartbreaker, man. Like I've spoken at length about how hard it was to let that podcast go and really just be obedient to the call of God because I have built up quite a following, hundreds of thousands of downloads over there. And man, I I poured a lot into that, those six seasons. And I thought I was coming back for a seventh season, but that did not happen. And I wrote right underneath that whole and complete podcast. This is going to be a new direction and part of my evolution. Whole and complete will be a podcast about faith and wholeness. So December 29th, I wrote this and we had our first episode of whole and complete like February 28th. And I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for listening, for sharing, for rating, for reviewing, because Happy New Year, right before the new year hit, I uh, got a notification that this podcast had hit more than 20,000 downloads. And that is phenomenal to have launched right at the beginning of this pandemic. And with all the craziness going on in the world and with all of the voices and all of the chaos and all of the things happening out in these streets that you would find my little voice out here in this wilderness is just amazing to me and just amazing confirmation of just God's goodness and his grace. And so, yes, Whole and Complete Podcast was born in Dublin, Ireland, folks, uh, on December 29th is where I had that brainchild. And then 60 days later, it came to fruition. And here we all are. So I thought that you would be interested in knowing that. And I'm going to share this hilarious story with you, like looking back at it. Um, <laughs> 
because I had forgotten that this is how it all went down. You know, you take the pictures and you post these things on social media and it doesn't really tell the full story of all the things that happened. But, you know, when you have time to sit and reflect and you write these things down, these things come to your remembrance. So on day one, that's when Whole and Complete came to life, so to speak, in my mind. And on day two, here is what I wrote. So I wrote, I'm currently at Stag's Head Bar at 10.05 p.m. Dublin time. Notable, I got a free cab ride here. Thank you, Innocent Wilson. So Innocent Wilson was the name of the cab driver. And I, what a name, right? So Innocent, if you are out in these Ireland streets still driving a cab, thank you, brother. I remember you and I appreciate you for giving me a free ride to the bar that night. And... Here's what I wrote. So I'm writing this entry from Stag's Head Bar in Dublin. And I said, today I visited the Cliffs of Moher, the Burren, and Galway. It was cloudy and hard to see, but I got some nice shots when the fog rolled out a bit. I practically missed the tour altogether. I was supposed to be at the meeting spot at 6.55 a.m. I woke up at 6.40 a.m. I set my alarm for 5.15 and kept hitting snooze. I finally put the phone away without hitting snooze, and that was my undoing. I woke up in a terrible panic. It took a minute to fully register that I had drifted off for that long. All I saw was my money going out the window. Because side note, folks, these uh, tours and whatnot can be like 40 50 60 $70 a pop. And so in that moment, all I saw was <laughs> my money going out the window. I went to bed at eight o'clock expecting a full seven, eight hours sleep, but ugh, my phone woke me up at around 1115 and I could not get back to sleep till almost three o'clock in the morning. So I scrambled to get ready. I threw on some leggings, a sweatshirt. I threw my wallet, water, cosmetics, charger in a bag. Proud of myself for thinking of all of that, considering the frenzy I was in and made it out the door of my room at 654 a.m. All caps, by the grace of God, a cleaning woman was at the desk and able to call me a cab. The cab pulled up at 7.01 a.m. I just knew that I had blown it because mind you guys, I'm supposed to be there at 6.55. I explained my dilemma and the driver, God bless his soul, moved heaven and earth to get me to the backup destination at Ulster Bank. He pulled up at 7.08 a.m. and pulled directly in front of the bus so it couldn't leave without me. Suffice it to say, the morning was stressful. There were only four seats left on the bus. I grabbed the first one I saw next to a woman with wider hips than mine. I don't know why I wrote that, but that sh it was a tight squeeze. Actually, that's what I wrote. It was a tight squeeze, <laughs> but I was just grateful to be on the bus. Once we got going, the first thing the bus tour guide mentioned was a 2011 visit by Barack Obama. Our first stop was Barack Obama Plaza. The rest of the day carried on without incident. I bought an Aaron sweater from the sweater shop in Galway. Wool is usually so itchy, but this was the softest, warmest wool sweater I'd ever seen. I wore it right out of the store, a bargain at $45. I wish I'd bought two. Another highlight was I ran smack into a place I've been wanting to visit for years, the pie maker. It's so idyllic, so Irish, I had no idea that it was in Galway. I ordered a beef stout pie, which was delicious, and a banoffee pie to go. I also had some yummy salt and vinegar crisp. So over there, what we call potato chips, they call crisp. 
at the Cliffs of Moore Cafe. I tried to enjoy them on the bus, but the motion sickness on those country roads got me. Next time I take a tour, I'm buying motion sickness meds. The bus actually had to stop because a passenger tossed her cookies on the way to Galway. I caught a Dublin bus back to my hotel for about a dollar and was able to shower and decompress. I am currently enjoying a lovely pale ale at Stag's Head Bar on Dame Street. I'm hungry. I'm going to be on the prowl soon for late night eats. One thing I like about the pubs here is that they aren't pretentious. In London, it can be very cold and clicky. Dubliners are much warmer. So harrying adventures of Dr. Shante and her travels abroad. And what's interesting is that my timing, so I'm not the most punctual person in the world in general. So to be overseas and on one hand, you're in vacation mode, but on the other hand, you've scheduled these things and, you know, time waits for no man. So you are either there when you're supposed to be there or you're not when you're supposed to be there. And I kid you not, <laughs> every tour that I booked on this trip or excursion or what have you, I was scrambling. I was running late for it. I mean, it just y'all pray for me that punctuality is not my strong suit. So I wanted to share that just because I thought you'd enjoy it. But let's get straight to the nitty gritty, the guided exercise, why I wanted to start the season with with these thoughts that I wanted to offer to you. So here's something that I wrote in my travel journal last year while I was traveling. And it says more thought clarity, one good year. What if for one good year, I honored my body and kept my promises to myself? What if I served without expectation? What if I didn't spend recklessly? What if I committed to consistent content? What if I forgave freely? What if I asked for everything that I want? What would change? Well, I'd pray routinely and deliberately. I'd study the Bible more consistently. I'd write more. I'd eat less. I'd value what I already have. I'd practice gratitude. I'd hydrate more and drink less alcohol. I'd spend more quality time with my daughter. I'd be more present for my family. And this would result in greater peace, more confidence, stronger relationships, greater reach, less stress, more money, better choices, healthier environments, greater reliance on God. But one good year begins with one good day. What do I need to have one good day? And that's where I want to guide you guys through this episode. So for me, what I wrote down last year was that to have one good day, it would start with scripture and meditation, with affirmation, with gratitude, with intention of setting small, actionable goals, with having a block of productivity, two to three hours to work on things, with water, with sleep, with rest, and with laughter. Like I said, if every day included those things, that I would be off to the races. I would be well on the pace to having a good year. And the reason why I bring this up is because at the start of the year, I know by now people are no better than to make like resolutions. Okay. Like I I hope that we're not still doing that because more, more times than not, people never keep them. But when I went back and I looked at what it was that I wrote, I started by asking these questions. And so I didn't make these resolutions. I just said, what does it look like to have a good year? What are the types of choices that I'm making? What are the types of decisions that I'm making about 
my body and exercise, about food, about drink, about time with people that I love and care about. Like, what does that look like? And what does that result in? And what does it take to get there? And so I'd like to ask you guys those same questions. I think that because of the way that 2020 shook out, I mean, we had all kinds of grand plans to plot anything out for the year, I think is a little ambitious. But if we can just look at the first quarter, right? If we can just look at the first 90 days, if we can just look at January to March, okay? I want to ask you those questions. What does a good three months look like for you? What does a good quarter look like for you? Because even if you have a good year, a good year is built up of good quarters, right? Okay, and and if we boil that down, it's like one good day. So if you think about what a good three months looks like for you, okay? So think about your year in, in, in quarterly terms. What does that look like from January to March for you to have a good experience, for you to feel productive and what types of, of changes would be made? What types of shifts would you be making? How would that change physically? Okay, so what does honoring your body look like for the next three months? What does keeping your promises to yourself look like for the next three months? What does serving without expectation look like for the next three months? And when I say serving without expectation, my word for the year is reciprocity. So I am definitely a big believer in the mutual exchanging of value. And I don't subscribe to lopsided and these kind of like one-sided relationships uh, with respect to, you know, friendships and things like that, or, or even uh, business relationships, church, all of, all of that job. So I, I definitely believe in a mutual exchange of value. But when I'm talking about serving without expectation, I'm talking about when you are called to serve or or to care for or steward the needs of people who don't have a mutual playing field, that don't have a level platform, one of the things that I have made a commitment to do this year, uh, specifically with my coaching practice, is making sure that the first payment of every new coaching contract, that a percentage of that is allocated to a charity that I've chosen to be a patron of for the year. I just want to make sure that the first thing that comes to me is not only going to God, but also is going out into communities that need help and support and to do that consistently to, to cultivate that practice. And so I don't have an expectation of return on that, you know, from those organizations. I just want to give and, and, and sow seeds of kindness and address real tangible physical needs of people who actually need it and are hurting. So that's what I mean when I say serve without expectation. So what would that look like for you? What would that look like if you didn't spend recklessly for the next three months? So if you said, you know what, for the month of February, I'm not going to do any non-essential spending. So I'm not going to be making any target runs for little stuff. I'm not going to be stopping by the dollar spot. I'm not going to run by Dollar Tree. I'm not going to go on Amazon. Oh, 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 I know I just stepped on somebody's toes. Um, <laughs> you know, you probably know the delivery man by name at this point. So if you decided not to do that, what would that look like for the next three months? If you committed to be consistent in what you've been called to do, so for me, that, 
that calling is content. It's things like this. But what is your calling? Okay, what is that thing that you that God is calling forth for you? Okay, if you were consistent with that for the next three months, what would that look like? What would it look like if you forgave freely for the next three months? If you didn't harbor things, if you didn't hold grudges, if you didn't start the year carrying over, you know, beefs from last year and you just really resolved to make peace, what would that look like? What kind of work emotionally and psychologically is that going to create for you in order to resolve those things? What if you asked for everything that you want? Meaning closed mouths don't get fed. And so what if you need help? What if you need someone to help edit your newsletter? What if you need someone to help look at your resume? What if you need someone to edit your videos? What if you need someone to revamp your website? What if you need someone to help with your social media? Like what if you asked for everything that you want? Okay. And when I say everything that you want, obviously I don't mean like Lamborghini, but I mean, Hey, you know, you never know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> put it out there. But I'm just saying, if we did not suffer in silence and choose to, you know, uh, suck it up and soldier on and I've got this and things like that. Like, what if you actually reached out for help in the ways that you need help? What would that look like for you in the next three months? So I want you to think about those questions, you know, and, and roll this back if you need to rewind it and write it down. And then the next question I want to ask, next two questions I want to ask is what would change? So what would change? So for me, the first thing I wrote down was I would pray routinely and deliberately and I would study the Bible more consistently. So in order for me to be in the frame of mind to do those things on a regular basis, there would have to be some changes made in my life. One of the biggest changes that I made, and I've talked about this many times, is physically, uh, physical changes. So writing those words from the pub in Dublin, I was heavier y'all <laughs> significantly heavier than I am right now and you know by the end of the year I was 40 pounds lighter because what was the first question that I asked myself what if I honored my body consistently and I was so proud of myself so when New Year's Eve rolled around so December 31st according to my Apple watch I had been working out. I was on a streak of workouts for 200 straight days, like literally 200 days did not miss a workout. Never in never ever has that happened because that means that I've been working out Saturdays and Sundays that there were no days off that for at least 30 minutes, I made the commitment to work on myself, to, to, to choose myself and to show up and, and commit and devote time to, making better decisions with my health and with my body. And I feel great as a result of that. And this year, because I know I need to, to, to amp it up because, you know, after a while your body gets used to certain things. So this year I have hired a trainer. She ain't no joke. Like we two days in and I'm already feeling some kind of way, but <laughs> you know, I know that if I stick with it and I'm consistent, then it will pay off. So back to the question, what would change for you? If you, answer all of those questions, what is that going to change? And then when those changes happen, what is that going to result in? And so for me, I said that will result in greater peace and more confidence and stronger relationships, et cetera, et cetera. So let me give you a rundown on the questions one more time. Okay. So what if for the next three months you honored your body consistently? What if for the next three months you kept your promises to yourself? 
What if you served without expectation? So to choose a community that is less fortunate than you, that is in need and you just gave, okay, in whatever way that makes sense for you to give. Uh, What would it look like if you did not spend recklessly? What would it mean? What would it look like if you committed to consistency and whatever it is that you're being called to do? What would it look like if you forgave freely? And what would it look like if you asked for the things that you, you want and need? And when you make that list, then ask yourself, so what would change? Okay, what would you need to do differently than you're doing right now in order for those results to become evident? And this is a real good setup for the manifestation series that's coming. So just put a pin here as you're walking through this. It'll all connect. And then what is that going to result in? Okay, so what is that going to result in for you? Is it going to be greater peace? Is it going to be more confidence? Is it going to be a realization that, wow, you know, I could have been doing this all along and I've really been holding myself back, you know, all of those things. Okay. So those are the types of things that I want to want you guys to think about. And, oh, I forgot the guided scripture y'all see this is what happens when you take a couple of weeks off. Um, so guiding scripture, uh, Philippians chapter three. So this is Paul speaking. Uh, Starting with the 13th verse, he says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the heavenly prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Verse 15, all of us who are mature, that is pursuing spiritual perfection, should have this attitude. And if in any respect you have a different attitude, that too, God will make clear to you. And so here, Paul is talking about, he's gone on and on about the fact that in his normal human flesh, no good can come from it because he's always going to be at odds. He's always going to be in opposition to what God is wanting for his life and what God is calling him to do. But when he yields to the spirit of God and he submits to wanting to be more like Jesus, to be more Christ-like. That's what he's talking about. He says in verse 13, he says, I do not consider that I have made it my own yet. He says, Hey, I'm not there yet, but this is what I'm going to do. Okay. One thing I will, I will do is I will forget what lies behind. So every place where I messed up, every place where I didn't hit every nail straight, every place where I dropped the ball, every place where I could have, would have, should have. He said, I'm, I'm letting go of that. You know, every place where so-and-so stepped on my toe, owes me $50 and da 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 I'm letting go of that. I'm, I'm letting go of what lies behind and I'm reaching forward to what lies ahead. That's an active process. It is a reaching towards okay it is an extension of yourself and so in order for you to do anything and everything okay with regard to that spiritual elevation and trying to be less like you and more like Jesus you are going to have to reach for that because that does not come naturally to us okay our human nature is to go in the exact opposite of that and there's a real bloodlust and market for that type of, of base, uh, lower frequency as the kids like to call it type of drama. There's a reason why the real housewives franchise is as popular as it is. People want to see other people get read and dragged and the receipts pulled out. There's a real thirst for that, but 
And as entertaining as that is, okay, and funny as that is, or whatever the case may be, it's not Christ-like. It, you know, it that's not what that is, okay? So when we bring our sins and our faults to, to Jesus, the Bible says that God separates them as far as the East is from the West, okay? So the fact that he can do that, and then it says when we love people, that love does not keep a record of wrongdoing. Well, what is a record? A receipt, okay? So when you start pulling the receipts out, that is not what the Bible says we ought to be doing. And so what Paul is saying here is that you have to reach for that. You have to actively press towards that because if you leave it on autopilot, you're going to get pulled back into your human nature. Um, And if you're not conscious of it, you will be pulled back into the old you. Okay. Things that used to trigger you. Okay. So every year you should be noticing some growth. Okay. And, and what does that growth look like for you? So for me, I had to make some changes in order for me to be working out every day and all of that. And that meant, and COVID or no COVID that meant no pubs, even though I had a a wine club membership, the bottles are sitting over there collecting dust because, you know, alcohol is like the antithesis of fat loss. <laughs> like it just, it really slows things down and it jams up the works. And so it's like in direct opposition to the goal that I'm pressing toward physically. Okay. And so what is that going to result in? What types of sacrifices are going to have to be made in order for you to have the next three months be fruitful and productive and see things in yourself or plant the seeds of things in yourself that can reap a harvest down the road. I often keep a photo documentation of like my workouts and just my body progress from where I was to where I am. And I'm not going to lie to you. If, (laughs) if I had to compare where I was the first three months of this process to where I am right now, I might be discouraged. Like, Hmm. I see a little something, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's not going to be overnight. It's going to take some time. Whenever you put a plant in the ground, it has to bud and sprout little shoots before it becomes the full blown plant that it's destined to be. But that doesn't mean you stop watering it. It doesn't mean that you stop giving light to it. It doesn't mean that you stop speaking life into that seed that you have planted. And so in this first three months, Let's get that that party started. Let's start to plant those seeds. Let's start to cultivate and, and nurture and water. And all of that starts with one good day. So for you to have a good 90 days, you need to think about what does one good day look like in this process? Okay, what do I need to have at my disposal? What types of time do I need to have? What types of environments do I need to be in in order for me to cultivate this for the next 90 days? So just start with one good day. What does one good day look like for you with respect to achieving those things? And when you've arrived at that, then I encourage you to put that someplace where you can see it and look at it consistently. Obviously, my travel journal was not a good option for that because once the trip is over, then it goes back into its usual place. But nonetheless, I encourage you to 
if you do this exercise, put it someplace where you can see it as a visual reminder that those are the things that are necessary in order for you to just put one foot in front of the other and continue to press forward towards your prize, whatever that is. Paul is talking about spiritual perfection. And of course, we all should be striving for that. But in addition to that, what are some other things that you are pressing towards in 2021? So that is it, folks. I think actually that turned out to be a really good setup for our series on manifestation, which will start next week. And all of the scriptures and mindsets and origin stories and competing information that's out there about manifestation, we will get into all of that next week. I want to thank you again for listening to this podcast, for sharing it, for rating it. I think... By the end of the year, we had something like 71 reviews, ratings of this podcast. And so if you have not had an opportunity to go to Apple Podcasts, which is I know where the bulk of you are listening from. I know some of you are Spotify folks. Some of you are Amazon Prime folks. Did you know that? That you can listen to my podcast on Amazon Prime? You can. And um, but if you are and so rate it there, too, because, you know, Amazon lives for ratings and reviews. So if you don't have Apple podcast access, but you're an Amazon member, please do go and rate this podcast. And if you are an Apple podcast user, I encourage you to rate it. Uh, The goal, hopefully in these next 90 days is to get to 100 reviews because in doing so, it changes the algorithm and it makes it easier for people to find this podcast. Thank you for all of you who've been sharing it on social media and all those good things. I just, man, y'all... God is good. God is good all the time. And he sent me you. He brought us together. And so for that, I'm just so, so grateful. So if you have any questions, comments, takeaways, hit me up at Dr. Shante Says, and we will be back with our first series next week.